to the Water Tower, a podcast that's a sort of spiritual reservoir or backup plan for anyone who might just need a little extra encouragement to make it through the week. I'm your host, Lee Younger from Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And if you stick with us all the way to the end, you'll hear a full list of credits, including ways to contact us. For now, enjoy episode 60 called Fighting Out of the Corner by Glenn Fitzgerald of The Bridge, Chicago. From Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let's pray. Lord, you know our hearts. You understand us when we feel opposed, disrespected, and lost. You know exactly when we start to believe the worst about ourselves. God, you see us when we settle for discouragement and giving up instead of celebrating how far you've already brought us. Lord, we give you these tendencies. Please just take them away. We give you our discouragement, hurt, and anger and ask that you give us instead the joy that only comes from eyes locked on Jesus and letting him direct our thoughts. God, please help us to refocus and see you when all we see are obstacles. Fill us with your spirit. Give us buckets of encouragement and joy. Amen.
So let's talk about what it's like to come out of a time of struggle and crisis and the negativity that we've all dealt with in this pandemic and emerge from that into something that's hopefully freer and easier and more positive. Because I think the truth is those things do present real challenges. Transitioning from one state of mind to another can be sort of overwhelming. Uh, I've worked with uh, prison inmates for the past uh, 30 some odd years and the truth is often it is a very tough transition to deal with all the limitations and deprivations of being behind bars and then going out into a wide open world that they aren't quite as familiar with as they were when they went in. The truth is I think we have a feeling deep down inside of us that fear keeps us safe. that uh, it overwhelms us with emotions that drive us to be focused on the danger and that somehow leads to smart decisions. I think being concerned causes us to make smart decisions. We you know, make a cold assessment of what's going on. We look at the math, we make smart precautions, we manage our level of risk, all of that's good. But fear has a way of overloading and overwhelming and sort of putting everything into a crisis. What's even stranger about fear is that fear is an emotion about something that isn't happening. We're afraid something will happen. Uh, And so we have emotions about a thing that we think is likely to happen. Uh, But it isn't happening now. And the fact that it isn't happening now creates a certain tension inside of us. And as things keep not happening the way we envision them through our fears, it keeps building that tension. We keep feeling more and more tension as we wait for that fear to finally realize itself. And eventually we have to deal with that tension and bleed it off rather than let it cause us to get into a sabotaging or uh, any kind of other negative uh, addictive type behaviors any of those types of things we have to recognize that fear does not keep us safe fear is the thing that is holding us back and that being concerned is more important to be focused and and concerned about what's going on But the problem with being concerned about what's going on is that there's a lot going on to be concerned about. There are huge uh, effects that all of this has had on ourselves that we look inside of ourselves and say, this this must have be having a, a lot of impact on me. Uh, But then we look at the people around us, our friends and family, and we imagine how much change and and crisis it's put into their lives, and we try to be concerned about that. And then we look at the world and the loss of life and the, the huge numbers on that. And there's no way to fully wrap our minds around all of that in order to be concerned about it. And the reality is, I don't think you should try to wrap your mind around it and be concerned about it all because it will just be too much. Uh, The reality is we need to shift that focus into something more healthy. Uh, Yesterday I was being interviewed uh, uh, by uh, people doing an academic study on the kind of work we do, uh, working with inmates behind bars and then uh, working with them after they're released uh, from that detention and, and sometimes getting into gang activity and drug activity, those kinds of things. And they're asking me about the numbers of of who we work with and how many we work with and all of that. 
And I was giving them num the numbers and they were impressed with the numbers and I, I felt convicted. I said, you know, it's important for you to recognize I don't think of it in the terms that you're asking me about. I, I don't think of it in terms of those numbers. I just think of it as I'm working with one person. Uh, after that, I, I will be working with another person. And then after that, there's another one person I'm, I'm helping, but it's it's only one at a time. And I can tell you the people that I'm working with are glad to have 100% of my focus. And I can tell you for myself, it's a lot easier to just focus on that one person rather than trying to wrap my mind around the whole problem and sense that if I was concerned about it all, somehow I'd be changing it all. But that, that's not how that works. Right now, the one person you might need to help is yourself. And to have that focus uh, turn inward and let that be the thing that you begin to do something about. And then as you go out from that, go out into your life and, and deal with other people, that you really just focus on that one person that you're talking with and dealing with. And how can you be a positive influence on that person's life? Uh, I, I want to qu quote the comedian Red Fox, which is a thing that won't happen often on Christian podcasts, but this is a brilliant quote, and I think it's really, really true. He once said, heroes are not born, they're cornered. And I think that's really, really true. Heroes are not born, they're cornered. Uh, every heroic thing I've ever accomplished in my life started with me being cornered and having to fight my way out of that corner. And I, I think that's true for you in your life as well. Uh, Ephesians chapter six tells us to put on the full armor of God. Uh, and it says, so that you may stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. That idea of you are cornered, you are embattled, you are dealing with all of these struggles. Stand your ground. Don't let this thing take you out, but instead find a way of fighting your way out of that. Uh, recently, uh, the author Greg Lavoie asked a question, and I, I think it's worth all of us taking a look at this. He said that imagine that you could program a subliminal message into your computer and it would flash at you 500 times a day. What would that subliminal message be? When, when I read that and I thought about it, I, I really struggled to think of what would I want to shoot into my brain subliminally 500 times a day? What, what sort of self-talk would I want to engage in? Uh, the truth is, I think we are much worse at self-talk than we think we are. I think we engage in way more negative and destructive self-talk than positive self-talk. And ultimately, I, I don't think we have a good strategy for self-talk at all. Of, I don't think we know the rules of the road there. I don't, I don't think we understand exactly what we need to do there and how to do it well. Uh, what would you tell yourself 500 times a day uh, to keep yourself on track uh, and, and fighting and, and struggling and overcoming this corner that you've been stuck in?
I think that's worth praying about and asking the Lord, what sort of things do I need to to meditate on? The Bible actually says we should meditate. Uh, I've heard very little about that since, but uh, David said, I meditate on your word day and night, Lord. And that uh, sense of having that self-talk, that med- meditation, that, that thing that we focus on, really needs to change. And that's an area we need to to grow in as we get out of this corner that we're stuck in. Uh, Hebrews 12 says, throw off everything that stands in your way and the sin that so easily entangles us. You know, that you have this uh, uh, negativity and the crisis and the struggle and the problems and the limitations and all of that. It stands in your way, and you have a choice. Are you going to stay in that corner? Are you going to fight your way out? Uh, And I think that starts with that self-talk, that meditating on the Word, that letting God change the way you talk to yourself. And when you change that, you start changing the way that you see other things. You tell yourself over and over again, here's how I should think of this situation, and here's, here's how I should manage the struggle of what's going on around me. The truth is for you, just holding ground is building muscle. If you're able to withstand all of these slings and arrows and all the problems and all the struggles, and you're able to hold ground, you're building muscle, and that muscle is what you will use to fight your way out of that corner, to overcome these challenges, to not be overwhelmed by them. The truth is, if you're able to get this far through this much of a pandemic that has affected the entire planet, if you've been able to withstand that and hold your ground, you are a living miracle. And it's important for you to look at yourself and, and say, I have done an incredibly hard thing. I have lived through this. I've done it by turning to the Lord and gaining strength, of course. I have done it by having the support of people around me who who care for me and, and encourage me. But the reality is, if you can stand your ground through this, you are a living miracle. And that means you have all the muscles and all the miracle power that you need to overcome all of these challenges, to transition into something new and different and better that you will grow in ways you can hardly imagine. And maybe there's some things about you that will change forever. There may be some elements of yourself that you hardly recognize. You, you, you will look at yourself in the mirror and see an entirely different person, perhaps. But the truth is that person will be not only better, but I would argue that new you will be a truer version of you, that you'll discover things God had built into you and superpowers that were there all along. You've overcome a lot. Take a moment in this moment to celebrate that and to change that self-talk. We love you and we're praying for you. God bless. With all 
Our song today was called Different by Jed Brewer. My friend Alex Billings read our scripture and prayed for us. Our second song was one of mine called From Your Hand. Our good friend Glenn Fitzgerald, the president of Mission USA and founder of the Bridge Chicago, brought us a word from Ephesians 6 and Hebrews 12. Our benediction was from Romans 15 by Nino Mishler. Our musical score was Tumbles Lullaby by Kyle McAvoy with Stan Forby, used by permission with musicbed.com. And you're hearing this because of Ian Gerther, a dude who's like the feeling when your team hits a deep fly ball and it's going back and back and back, and it's gone. Home run. Our intro and outro music was by the one and only Jed Brewer of The Bridge Chicago. If you have any feedback on an episode or just want to get in touch, please feel free to write us anytime, watertowerpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at watertowerpod. Thanks for listening, and may the living water fill you up.